Welcome to the Cardboard Crash Course. This is Season 2, Episode 3, All the Things We Hate About Twilight Imperium. I've got Shaw here. Say hi. Hey. Uh, we did the last game of Twilight Imperium together. It was a four-player game, which I know is the dreaded number by the community. Christos, you haven't played since the very first game a few months ago. Yeah. Do you remember much about it at all? No. <laughs> I remember, uh, like I was telling you guys before, like showing up late and reading everything and then forgetting everything. And after like four rounds, I finally understood the game and then the game ended. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember enjoying my time because it's like, it's fun to learn, in okay. my, in, at least in my eyes. But then I was like, oh, I was really excited initially to play again. But that's like, of course, it's like hard because schedules and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, Takes an all day thing. Yeah, like I, I, I can't be like, all right, same time next week. Want to call off? Like, you know, like I'm, it's not it's not something that's feasible. What was the original question? Do I remember anything? <laughs> not, no, really. not really. Okay. Not really is, is the answer. Well, if you've never uh, listened to our podcast before, we do a lot of stuff on game theory. We originate from a, uh, or at least I do, from a Twilight Imperium standpoint where it's a very grand, expansive board game. I'm sure if you're listening to this episode, you already know about it. If you want to hear more about this podcast, go ahead and check out the playlist in the description. Um, I would also like to thank the patrons who help support this podcast and really keep it going. If you want to do even a little bit of help, uh, just hitting that subscribe button down below would be absolutely beautiful. But let's get into the meat and potatoes of what we hate about Twilight Imperium. So that's a little bit rough of a title. That's a little bit on the nose. What I really want this podcast to be about is how we change those things we hate, or at least what I hate, I know you guys maybe haven't played it enough to really hate those things, but how we change those to be better. And then, Shai, you have the idea of how it could be better, and Christos, you kind of have this um, like perspective of, of you only know one way. Four players I want to start off with is kind of the dreaded number in Twilight Imperium, especially in the fourth edition. Do you know why? Uh, not particularly, no. So the, the way the rules work is that when you're picking your strategy cards at the beginning of the game, or at the beginning of each strategy phase, when there's four people, three or four people, you're, you each pick two strategy cards instead, and then you take the initiative of the lower one. First of all, create very broken opportunities, mm-hmm. which kind of go against the balance of the cards itself, because you're combining, if you combine two and eight, all of a sudden you have like Imperial at a way faster time. And if you're combining like like specific different cards, you have way too many resources. And then number two, the same reason that people hate uh, eight player games is that all of the cards are in play. And when all of the cards are in play, that means everybody has and all the resources they need. And when everybody has all the resources they need, no one needs to fight over anything. So when you give people everything they need, they're too happy, which, which is great in real life. But when you're playing a game about you know, wanting the interaction and wanting it to be a board game with big ships and big armies, you don't really want everybody to have everything they need to score every point. So I just want to touch on that really quick. Yeah. I, I have actually talked to Adam <clears throat> about sort of like this idea that players think that they want more options mm-hmm. and more like selective choice. But really, I feel like it's the opposite. I think that the more restrictive you are and within a game, the more you have to play to the rule set, the more fun the game is because you're kind of like having to like battle the game as well as the players. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like if you everything is just kind of laid in your lap, kind of like in like a card game, for example, where you're just if you want to go buy like the meta deck, you just go buy it. Mm-hmm. And then you, now you're now you're like a 
tier one player or whatever in, in theory. I would love to do a full episode on resources and resource management and um, just giving the players too many options versus limiting their choices. Because in the yeah. same way that like a restaurant menu, like if you give way too many choices and a person picks one of them, they're going to be way less happy than if you only gave them like five and they picked one. And in the same token, it's like you give somebody 150 options on a menu and they come to the restaurant and order the same like three every time. Why so do you have all of them? Why are the options there? Right. It's, it's arbitrary. It's like, oh, to cast a wider net to, you know, like appeal more to these types of players and these types of players, et cetera. But really all it does is just like make your game kind of bland. Yeah. So that's why people don't like four players. It's really for both of those reasons equally. Um, but we fixed it. So you want to tell them about how we fixed it? Yeah, we did a couple of things, actually. Um, to touch on the strategy cards, we did only pick one each, even in a four player game. Um, and then what we ended up doing is having uh, a bot fifth player type deal that would randomly choose one of the remaining strategy cards. And then we'd roll every time it came to their turn uh, to see if they would use their strategy cards. That way we would be able to get the secondary ability. So instead of eight strategy cards going around in a four-player game, there was five, which gives us a little bit more limited selection of uh, of the things that went through. Yeah, so it was a little bit closer to that like ideal six-player, like five to six-player count. Yeah. And it added a, at a, a little bit of randomness to the beginning of each round where the whatever strategy cards were unchosen, it was randomized as to which one was picked after that. So the players kind of got this like, it was random at the beginning, but then you kind of got to plan around the secondary of like this bot character that was in the game. Was that strange for you? Or was it, or did it fit enough? Because this is kind of like a community like fix for these bigger problems. Do you feel like just dealing with the bigger problems would have been better? Or do you think this was a decent enough fix? Um, I mean, I liked it in in general. I mean, there were, there definitely were some issues with. Uh, I think our game, it, it, like almost every like first time it got around, it would use its secondary immediately. Yeah, because you would roll a, an eight sided die or a ten sided die, and if it was a one through three, it would use its ability. But the first like three rounds, <laughs> yeah, it was we, like it right away. Immediately, and we're just like, okay, cool. We didn't get to really plan around that all that much, but I guess. I guess that could have happened if it was a, another fifth player as well. Um, less likely, though. I, I wanted to ask you, if, like, because you said it's a community thing, so you know about it. Do you like it, I guess is the question? So that was the first time I've tried it, because um, that was the first time I've, I've played a four-player game. Okay. And so I've never actually experienced the horrors of what people talk about. Um, of a four-player game? Of a four-player game playing by the rules. Where you, you, you pick two? You pick two and take the and lower the initiative. lower number for mm -hmm. both. Or you just you, have the lower You just initiative. have the lower initiative. Oh, that's... Yeah, no thanks. So, like, if I picked one and eight, I could immediately on my first turn use the Imperial strategy why, card. Why would you not just, like, if I pick... If, I, if you pick one and eight, why don't you... You have a, the initiative for one, but you can't use eight during that time period. You know what I mean? You can exhaust eight. That could be... A fix, but also the problem is having if you pick one and eight, you also score first during the status phase. Oh, so you've already had Imperial for the turn, right, and yeah. the point of having eight so high is that getting free points, free quote unquote points in the strategy or in the um tactic phase prevents you from getting those points at the end before anybody else. So that's how it balances itself out. But now you have the initiative, the lower one, so you just... 
I'm thinking kind of like how you guys <clears throat> have that bot player uh, doing its thing or whatever, rolling every turn. I feel like it. I wouldn't like that personally because I like to barter. Uh, and if like like everybody's holding onto their you know their card and like not using it, not exhausting it immediately. Obviously, there's some randomness to it, but can you like can you use this this turn? Like that, having that conversation is very valuable. Like mm-hmm. in bartering for, for like, I really want you to use trade as soon as you can. Can you do that for me? Mm-hmm. And so your problem doesn't really lie on the random selection of the card; it more relies on on the like actual usage during the game round. Yeah, because I feel like it almost like is like you're just giving your your whole you know the team a bonus basically at random during the round. Like you guys are I, you, granted, I understand in a normal game it's going to happen no matter what anyways in a round. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to get exhausted eventually. But when is really more important to me versus, like, just having the extra resource. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have, like, you know, another card thrown into the mix just to make the game interesting. I need another player. I think that, obviously, that's the preferred. Right. Well, that was... Okay, that was my fault. But... <laughs> <laughs> that was your boss's fault. It was my boss's fault, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, do you feel like that was a problem? Um, or do you think this is a decent enough community fix for those of pe- them? I mean, I definitely think it's better than choosing two um, strategy cards for each player. So it's I feel like it's almost like a Band-Aid fix that... Um, it was kind of what it was meant to feel it, like. Yeah. Um, but I, I do understand that sentiment where it's like, yeah, that sucks. Like, it just kind of goes off whenever you don't have that, that interaction with it which is uh, one of my favorite parts of the game and one of the reasons why I kind of did enjoy four-player a little bit more, not mm-hmm. strategy cards without um, not thinking about that, just because I had like meaningful interactions with each player. Yeah. Did, did you guys randomize which one got chosen? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so was it the same like three or four? No, it was whatever what was unchosen. Right, of course, round. yeah, but like... Did it land on the same one pretty often, or was it um, twice? I think it enough? twice in a row, but it okay. wasn't too obnoxious. Okay. Yeah, it was decently like How many rounds. We seven. We played seven oh rounds. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> holy moly! Yeah, everybody was king slaying each other so much. Wow. <laughs> like our eight player game was five. Yeah, we also only played the ten. We we played the uh, fourteen with the four players. We played the fourteen no, no, with no. four players. We played. Oh, four, we played the fourteen. Eight. Yeah. Like, we played the fourteen. <laughs> no. Okay, so we can kind of agree this is like a band aid fix, but don't don't expect it to like completely fix this problem. Probably just getting one or two more friends. Is the, <laughs> is yeah, yeah, just say, yeah, get more friends. <laughs> That's I, our problem too. I, 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 well, yeah, we do have that issue a little bit, and I, like it, what it really comes down to, I think, is just like. It's an all-day event. It's like taking off work to go to a convention, basically, like I, or a concert or whatever. You're literally taking it off for this whole day to spend at one place. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a, it's a, it's a commitment, and a lot of people can't do that consistently. Like you said, that like you guys were able to play like maybe three times a year at most, like most of the time, right? Yeah, in person in for person. sure. Yeah, yeah. But whereas, like, obviously, tabletop simulator is a whole other story, especially if you know what you're doing. I'm sure you guys can crank out games quick, but. I think the shortest game on Tabletop Simulator I played was like four hours and 15 minutes. How many players? Six. Nice. Yeah. So. That must have been cool. Moving on to the uh, to the second part of the game that I think, well, second of three. So we've got one, we've got an issue that I've always had with the game, 
with this specific edition of game, which is the agendas. I think personally, and I'm sorry to the designers of this game, but the agendas suck. <laughs> In general, a lot of them do. Mm. There's a lot of elect planet agendas. Um, Remind me what they are. The laws and during the oh. agenda phase that we all vote Everyone on. Votes on using I, their, yeah, their I, I did not points. like that. I didn't like them. So the I, pro- I liked it because uh, he was able to manipulate them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was playing extra yeah. in, our, in our first game. Yeah. But what it really came down to was he was just using his tokens to quash those non-interesting yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. Which, because you don't get to play very often <clears throat> in person, so you want to see some exciting things happen. So when those non-interesting agendas pop up, it just completely, like, it. of course we're going to, like, get rid of those. So I just figured, before the game started, I would just cut the agenda deck down to, like, one-third from the right. very beginning. Yeah. So I took out everything that was uninteresting. I know this really messes with game balance, but I took out the elect planets. I took out um, all of the ones that just like give one person like a couple of action cards or like do nothing like that important and just left in like the heavy heavy hitters. Did you feel a difference? Um, Yeah, it was definitely better. I feel like there was only like one or two agendas that like people were like, oh, wait, this one's eh. And but then the rest were like definitely interesting that we had to like think about. I think one of the ones that sucked for uh, the people going first was uh, if you vote for, you get a point. If you don't, or if you vote against, you lose a point or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, it, if it votes out for everyone who voted for gains a point, and if you vote against, or if, if against goes, then everyone who voted for loses a point. Oh wow! So it's okay. like. Just straight up like democratic. Well, first of all, I thought it was more fun with four players with the voting because that too. everybody truly felt like they had like impact. Impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like in our eight player game, it's like the first person that voted kind of cascaded the rest of the votes. I, I felt like. Yeah. I felt like it was very like group think. And granted, you know, it is what it is with eight people. It's like sometimes. It's, you know, <laughs> the game was definitely not built from yeah. the ground up with eight people in mind. Yeah. I, I was like, dude, I don't know, man. Like at this point, we have four four votes here. I'm the next one in line. I don't even know what's like. I don't know what the benefit of this is for me. So I'm just gonna say yes. I guess like it's fine. Uh, but I, I'm also just a different type of player in general. Where like I just feel like with those cards specifically, the less impactful ones, I feel like like you said, it does mess with game balance, taking them away. But I I I kind of think back to like when I used to play like a lot of deck building games, like DC deck building, and like the impact it had when I went through that deck and I took out cards that I didn't like, because it literally changes the game so much, right? Like, uh, and so just kind of paralleling that, because it is a little bit of a deck building element in, in a way. Obviously, it's not something that you manipulate, but you get to see it every every round. Or I don't know if I would ever want to play that way. I would probably just take out, like, how many did you take out? Did you take out, like, half? I took out two-thirds of them. Oh, that's too many. <laughs> <laughs> that's too many. I feel like you want to leave the ones in that are, like, harmless feeling or whatever. But, like, the ones that are just straight up, like, do nothing, like, skip the round. Like, you know when, like, we're playing Spirit Island and the event happens and it's like, oh, shit, an yeah. event is happening? That's what they should feel like. Well, I left in only the ones that were like, oh, shit, something's happening. Yeah. <sighs> That's so, so sad to hear because I feel like the game is designed, you know, in such a way where, like, it should have better design in the agenda phase, if that's the case. Yeah. Well, I I feel like it's... and. It's not a dig at them either. I, 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 it's I, the weakest. It's the weakest point of the game, for sure. For me, yeah. 
and it really should be one of the most interesting parts of the game because everyone has a say yeah. at some point. Yeah, and it uses like the when the lore of the of the world as well. Like you guys, isn't like we all come together as like a council to like discuss a, something. Yeah. So like yeah, like during the agenda phase, you're playing as your group, as your faction's representative of the Galactic Council. Right. Uh, that's so weird. I feel like that's like such a that's like such a hinge point um, uh, for the whole game. Yeah, it to the point where you haven't seen them, but the necrovirus, like the evil robots mm-hmm. in the game that are just like mindless automatons, they literally are just meant to kill. They ca- they sit out during the agenda phase, like they just don't vote. So like it, it's so lore dependent that you'd think it'd be like very very strong to game design in that and, aspect. And I'm sure there's uh, factions that are the flip side where like they are like all about agenda phase like 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 i want to get there and manipulate right adam was playing as the as the argent flight which are religious zealots um so they get extra votes during the agenda phase but they always vote first so early on in the game they get things through and they're like they're like no one else can like beat us Mm -hmm. we're gonna get this vote done especially in a low player game like this Mm -hmm. then later on when those like couple of extra votes don't matter that much Voting first is only a detriment. Right, and you, re- you kind of reveal like your what you your want. intentions. Your, yeah, yeah. So especially that's very flavorful as well. Like yeah, you know, tying religion into government. Uh, it's very interesting. But yeah, so I, I think it worked enough for what we did. It was a little bit arbitrary. I'd I would much rather just have another expansion that just overhauls a couple of these decks, especially the agenda deck. I love fourth edition. I don't think we really need a fifth edition. But I would love an overhaul of the agenda deck, especially. Moving on to our final thing, we promised at the beginning of the game that we would not do support for the throne swaps. Mm-hmm. So, if a support for the throne was given, it had to be for something that was not an equal point in return. So it's like at a loss. Like I'm, I'm giving this to you because I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to do that, or I really need you to do this for me, or so. You tell them about the time that I gave them that. Yeah, there was, um, I forget. Oh, you had taken some of my planets for for some reason. I think you needed... Secret objective. Secret objective. Um, and I was like, man, I would really like that production and influence. I, I would like it if I could have those back. I'm If you don't move, I might just fight you for them. Yeah. Um, and instead you were like, hey, like, without revealing, like, this is part of my secret objective. You just, like, you were like... I'll give you this if you don't. And it was support for the throne. I was like, I can't say no to no to the point. Like, that's crazy. Like, you must have something, but, like, I'll take the point. Yeah. I think it was, like, to help me out with a secret and a public objective. So I was, like, in my head, I was, like, giving you support for the throne. And you're getting a point out of me. Yeah. But, like, I'm essentially kind of getting two points in return. Mm-hmm. So it had this, like, genuine nature to it. Like, that's what support for the throne supposed to be. It's interesting. I, I'm like thinking to myself how to rework it because I, I agree it's really stupid. I, even though when I saw us doing it under the game I played, I was like, why? You're just giving away points? I feel like you there should be a detriment to it. If at the end of the, like at the end of like a round or like something like that, maybe like the, what is it called? Support for the Throne? Mm-hmm. It, it should just count as a VP at all times. So like if you have your own Support for the Throne, it's like your VP and you're choosing to give it away and go neg one to like prevent something from happening maybe that would be interesting. That could be interesting it would definitely be a bigger swing like you'd be taking more of a loss it'd be a net two right but so there'd be no incentive to trade them but then there's more weight 
Right. There's more weight to yeah exactly. There, well, trading that makes no, no there's it's just like Net oh zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, so the when I posted on Reddit the hot takes like what are your hot takes for Twilight Imperium, the highest hot take the like most, just I think probably a third of the comments were only this, and it was support for the throne sucks and should be removed. Mm. The problem with doing that is a couple of the factions are balanced around that thing being in the game. Yeah. So, like, one of the factions can, like, take promissory notes out of, like, people's hands as they do things. Um, and if you keep taking promissory notes out of, like, one person's hand, you're eventually going to grab their support for the throne. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the idea. So, you can't, like, delete it at this point without reworking a couple other things. I just, I don't like the meta of trading them. Yeah. Because it essentially, what it does is two things. One, turns a 10-point game into a 9-point game. Because it's a free point we're just we're just agreeing to give each other. And then two, it decentivizes interaction. And I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but this game needs interaction. You can't give people too many resources, including points. If you have a point, the problem with support for the throne is that if you activate a system from the person that has your support for the throne, or you have their support for the throne from, you lose it. Yeah. So it's just like it's a ceasefire to the next level because it's not just the ceasefire card. It's ceasefire that also says you're going to lose the game if you do it. I, I, you know, I, this is just me and my game designer cap putting on, but I, I, just to expand on what I was saying earlier about it being a VP from the beginning, I feel like a, a good way to rework it to maybe make it a little more fair is to, I, I would say, remove the ceasefire part of it entirely move it to that point system where it starts as a VP from the get-go, but you have to unlock it. Like, you have to do, like, a like a, like a class objective or a, a faction objective to, like, unlock the VP to be able to utilize it. Huh. That could definitely be something. Because then it's like you play, you have to play into the, into your faction to be like, oh, like, I'm, I'm playing the, the way I'm supposed sure, to. Sure, like another commander. And, yeah, yeah, that, that would work as well. I think that it would be interesting because, like, you already have to level up everything else. Why don't, like, as you level up these other things, you unlock the VP that you're able to, like, okay, like, this round I gained a VP from just basically playing my character the, the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And now I'm able to give it out to people. And I, I do think the ceasefire thing is stupid because that means, like, I've been just annexed a whole part of the board for myself and I can't interact with it. Because mm-hmm. why would you ever interact with it in order to reach out to get a point? Yeah. If doing so is going to lose you a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no point to it. Now, if you have like tr- like a, a trade agreement or something, like I'll give away my trade goods in order to reach out and get a point. Like that's not necessarily like good that I'm losing them. Dives deep into the um, like resource management aspect of this game where it's like I need to do, I need to spend this to get this, to get this, to get this. And I'm finally like down the line getting a point out of it. But just straight up being like, Point for point, I think I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there, I feel like the the two things that I would look for if they were to expand more on this game is maybe have like a whole expansion dedicated to agendas and uh, promissory notes and just reworking them uh, and 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 incorporating the classes that utilize them that interact with them in that rework and like giving them maybe like a errata and like changing some of their text to make it like work better after you change the thing. Because uh, I think you told me like they've changed cards like straight up for some of the factions. They've mm-hmm. added things like, I mean, the whole board is different, right? Like the from like version one to now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
in defense of support for the throne, at least in our game that we played, um, it, it being four players, I think definitely helped that out in that when you did give me it, there's not a whole lot I could have done to keep it. I mean, specifically by the end of the game, you were about to win. And if I had not activated a system, Megatol Rex specifically, that you were in, yeah, then because you lost it in order to prevent my win. Yep, I would have won that turn, and he was the only one who had any tokens left to do anything about it. And he was like, "I'm, you're gonna win, so I'm." So I have to do something, and in doing so, I lost the support, and then I had to try to make up for it by doing a higher objective to to try to win. Uh, so the way we played it, do you feel like it was it was fine? It's just like I think specifically because there were less people, it wasn't a straight trade of support for the throne i think it worked out in our game specifically but it definitely is in the game design of it a slippery slope towards just like points for everyone right because you and emily could have looked at each other and swapped them and then i I and adam could have done the exact same thing at the very beginning of the game and then or the first agenda phase or whatever when we had a trade opportunity but and then that just could have been it for the whole game and now we only have you know Mm the smaller boards to deal with Mm. i think throughout the entire game i was i was activating other people's systems for separate objectives anyway so yeah specifically in that in this lens that we have our last game it wouldn't have been the worst it just kind of would have accelerated it a little bit yeah Yeah, i definitely think this adding that like that line of text onto them would help uh like you can't just trade one for one for support for the throne I think adding that line of text would help immensely. Yeah, the so. problem with the tra- open trade system is that you could get around that, like, down the line. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, I'll trade your support for the throne for your supplies, and then, oh, I'll do it for your supplies. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I think overall it just needs a soft rework and some math. Maybe, maybe a complete overhaul of the whole systems in general. I, I feel promissory notes, in my opinion. I never utilized them in the one game I've played. Uh, Grand, I'm uh, it's one game, so yeah, uh, obviously. But this is just coming from a player that's like, I learned the game, and I'm like, I don't understand the point of these. And even when I tried to like think about using them, I'm like, there's no way I can like bargain with this person to do anything for me. Like, I'm not in a position to be bargaining. And we also uh, that's also probably because you know Will was learning, and so was uh, Anthony, and you know, it, it is what it is. But I, I just think that promissory notes. I feel like. In a, in a game, like you said, about resource management, mm-hmm. it's the resource I think the least about. Yeah. Well, those are our few things that we tried to fix in our last game of Twilight Imperium. If you have any other ideas of things that you hate about this game or things you can't stand... Now, we love this game for preference. I love this game. But there are just a couple of things that just I feel like need a tweak, especially for our playgroup. If you have any of those, leave them in the comments below. Um, again, if you like this podcast and want to hear another one, maybe about resource management in particular next time, uh, go ahead and hit the subscribe button or check out our Patreon. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.